A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Haley. Happy, Happy Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, it's been a little bit better week. We had a yeah. cold front kind of move through a little bit, right? Kinda. The temperatures dropped somewhat. Summer's hanging on, though. It is. We work and record in a brick building. It's like a little oven, a little furnace, that once that heats up, it's hard to get the heat out. So, yes, outdoors it can be okay. Yeah. But in Inside, here... Inside, it seems to retain it. It's sweltering. <laughs> so I'm really excited for fall. And speaking of fall... We've got a contest that we're going to launch at the end of the show today. Yep. Now, it's a month-long contest. It's right. not a, a send an email in and you win today. It's a month-long contest to win a solo stove. And if you don't know what that is, you're going to want to tune in to the very end to find out. It's super cool. Yeah, really popular right now. Yeah, so tune in for that. That's the end of the show. We're also going to be on the phone with Amanda Lehman from Stockton Mortgage talking about renovation loans. But right now, we're sitting here with James Van Slot. Ventslot, 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 V A N apostrophe T. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's yeah. an interesting. Well, it's an interesting spelling, Haley. I have worked with James yeah. for ten years or more. In fact, I've known you beyond that. As long as I've been at Repcolite, you've kind of been lingering in the shadows. Let's right. say lingering in the shadows. <laughs> what well, he does? Oh. He pulls the strings. See, James used to live in the Holland area for a while yeah. and moved to Seattle. And he became our IT guy mm-hmm. because of some connections that you have with Dan Altina, the president. You guys went to school together, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so James, he knew all of our system, but he needed somebody here who would actually do some of the things, you know, the physical things that had to be done. And that became me over time. So, yeah, he was kind of lurking in the shadows, pulling the strings, <laughs> right. the puppet master behind everything. Be- behind the, the curtain, yes. Yeah, we had lots of fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. James, you know, being on the West Coast, he's the time difference took me a while to... Yes, I'm sure to, that was very fun for him. Yeah, it was very fun <laughs> because I'm very antsy. When things are not the way they're supposed to be, mm-hmm. I like solutions yesterday. <laughs> and so when I would get to work at you know 7.30 and something's down, boom, there go the phone calls. There go the emails. And eventually James would remind me, yes, it's a three-hour time difference, Dan. <laughs> give me a second. Right. And I was all right after a while. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, what we want to talk about, James, I've been wanting to talk about this for uh, really, I think, about two years. You know, we've been doing the show for about four years, and I remembered that you built, you literally built a sailboat, right? Yeah, a small, uh, they, it's a small double-ended sailboat. All right, small double-ended sailboat, and not a ship. Not a ship. Clearly, everybody would know that. But I don't always know, because I want to get this out of the way right away, because James was talking. Because you're very concerned about being the person that calls a ship a boat. Right, because I would be that person. I'm going to screw it up all the time. I know that this is a boat. But when we were talking about that before we went on air, James, you mentioned that there's actual a, a very clear definition for why a ship is a ship or a boat is a boat, and it's not what we might think. Yeah, and this is something I've learned recently, so it may be an arguable point, but... A boat, when you turn a boat, the boat leans into the turn. On a ship, the ship leans to the outside of the turn when you make a sharp turn. See, Haley, now you're not going to make that mistake anymore. So do you need to watch 
Yeah, you got to first have them turn it for you, <laughs> and then I will determine whether yes. it's a ship or yes. a boat. And yeah. if you are on a boat and you see a ship leaning to turn that's heading towards you, get out of the way. Okay. Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that makes good sense. So you're living on the, the West Coast, and you decide to talk about the whole boat thing. And you know, how does that even come about? How does somebody just decide to build, to build boat. a boat? Well, I think uh, first was the passion for sailing, which I picked up here in Holland when I was a child. Um, we would come visit family, and I got an opportunity to sail out on Lake Michigan and fell in love. Yeah. And so went home, got my first job at 13, and saved up enough money and bought myself a sailboat. Really? Yeah. Then when I went off to school, wait, I ended wait, up- Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hanson, children. You were how old? 13. And you got my first job. And you bought a sailboat. Bought a sailboat. All right. Just I just wanted my children to process that. Uh, yeah. One moment. I okay. had to I had to beg my parents to drive me somewhere to sail it. Sure, but, sure. but still, yeah. my yeah. goodness. So you Very got the cool. sailboat and you fall in love with it, you know, all the sailing, all of that. Yeah. That was a passion I've had and I loved um, working with wood and I loved old wooden boats. And I actually had a wooden boat here in Holland. I was restoring, but that never came to fruition uh, because of the financial crisis of 2008. The farm that it was housed on got repossessed. And, Jeez. Oh. Um, you lost the farm. You, the, the, you yes, lost I, the farm. I, somebody lost the farm. <laughs> and the bank wanted that boat off the property. So. That How far along was it? You'd been working on it, was, it at it was, that point? It, yes, it was. You compl- probably had that really close to finished. I wish I did. <laughs> um, it was uh, completely torn down, and I was starting to rebuild it. So it's really new... just pieces of a boat it's that a you It's pieces had. of a boat. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say there's a boat in a barn, you're really kind of stretching it. Yes. Yeah. You just had right. chunks of something. Right. right. <laughs> what happened to your old sailboat that you bought? Um, there are pieces of it around. Oh. In fact, where we are sitting right now... There are several pieces nearby. Oh, really? In our yes. building? Yes. Oh, that's, In fact, oh, you that's probably funny. You probably walk underneath the old mizzenmast every oh. day. Oh, I didn't know that. So you lose your boat. That's very interesting, yeah. though. So you lose that boat. You got nothing. You yeah. know, it's this classic story. Yeah. Man stripped of everything <laughs> stripped, he had. Yeah, my dreams were stripped away. So but I always had this in my head that I had one boat in me that I needed to get out. So I decided to look into what kind of boat could I build. Yeah, because it and seems like you'd want to start small. Like, you're not going to go straight to a ship. Right. right. I and might. I, I'm, okay, you've got a ship in you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, maybe a bookcase, or maybe yeah. a little something for my shoes. Right. Those are in me. Maybe well, you can Well, you could make a canoe-shaped bookcase. There we go. I could. Now, you have made several canoes, right? I made a couple canoes and... Um, a kayak. When did you do those things in the oh, grand scheme of the the canoes were in high school. Um, the kayak was twenty years ago. All right, all right. Um, so you've got some experience, right? What what propelled you into the next stages of this? Well, when I moved to Seattle, my uh, good friend Chris Stuck convinced me that don't buy a boat yourself. Find a friend who has a boat. And make use of that boat. That sounds pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, so it only it took him a few years to start convincing me that I needed to build a boat because he's employing his own. His plan. So, yeah, <laughs> that is utterly brilliant. It really is. 
So uh, we uh, decided to that I was going to build a boat, and then he was going to help in every way that he could, which is sure. excellent because he's an engineer. Yeah. And I didn't even know how to read the drawings of you know, how to build this boat. Yeah, it seems important. So that was fun to learn. Now, I know at one point you had told, told me about, what was it, a symposium or something that you went to, and the guy was kind of talking about the boat life, right? That right. was another part of this. That right. kind of Well, I think that there is a movement towards smaller and smaller boats because they're less difficult to manage, especially if you have to haul them out once a year, Yeah, you know, seasonal. Um, a small boat that's trailerable can... You can take camping with you. You can go cross country. You can explore lots of different places. It's like a tiny house. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you have a larger boat, you have to transport that boat to whatever destination you're going. Oh, and just imagine what you got to do with a ship. Yeah. <laughs> so much work involved. Oh, my goodness. Right. All right. So we've got kind of the idea of what drove you to this. Now I want to talk about the actual project, but I think we're going to have to take a break right now. Can you hold with us? Sure. It's pretty hot in our studio right now. You can wait. Yes. The sweat is drizzling off of yes. you. We're going to get a sponge, and you can deal with that. <laughs> a sponge? <laughs> yeah. I'll deal with myself, and everybody will be good. We'll be back after a break, and we'll talk about the actual process and some of the products that you used that really made it work. And... Spoiler alert, they're Repcolite products, right? Right. Yeah, that's the fun part. Anyway, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and Haley and I are in the studio with James Fence Slot. Uh, a co-worker now, right? Right. Yeah, you're part of the Repcolite team. IT manager at yeah. Repcolite. Still, you, lo- you live right now on the West Coast, yep. and you're still helping out. You're visiting right now, getting a few things in place right. system-wise. But we were talking last segment about a boat that you built, and we talked about you know why you know you you felt driven to build a boat. You know, you loved sailing as a kid. You lived around here, around Holland, and around the lakes, and kind of got a taste for it. Now let's talk about the actual how, because as a listener, you know, just me and you talking, I'm, I'm just blown away that you would jump into something like that. I'm going to build a bookcase. I spend some time mapping it out and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. That's just a bookcase, for heaven's sake. You're talking about a boat. Right. How did the whole thing work, you know, actually, the process? Well, I had to decide what, what to build. And so I looked at what I had, um, and what I had was a very small one-stall garage, Sure. And that was 18 foot 6 inches. Mm-hmm. So the maximum size boat turned out to be 18 foot 2 inches is what <laughs> I settled on. The maximum Just I could enough squeeze room for you. Yeah. and get the garage door closed. Sure. Uh, so I settled on a design called the Arctic Turn by Ian Autred, who's an interesting character in uh, the Scottish Isles. And he does just beautiful designs, very traditional-looking um, fishing boats in uh, fishing sailboats. Sure, <laughs> but with modern construction methods. Wow! And well, so it sounds pretty. It 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 is. And originally, I had uh, planned on this being a quick and dirty work boat that I was uh-huh. just going to beat up. Um, you know the 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 beaches in. Puget Sound are not <laughs> like they are here in right. Michigan with nice sandy beaches. They're barnacles and 
gravel and you know sure. you pull a boat up onto that and it takes a beating. But once I got into building this and seeing the design, mm-hmm. you can't help but bec- the perfectionist in you comes out because yeah. you see how beautiful this is as you're building it. And you're like, maybe I should spend a little bit more time <laughs> sanding this or getting this shape just right. Well, you could spend a lifetime. Right. Yeah. It, it, was, it was supposed to be a six-month build. It ended up being about two years. Yeah. That seems reasonable. <laughs> Two-year project. I know I asked you. I guess I asked you, and you, I'm sure other people have asked you because you've mentioned it and talked about it this way. But people talk about, you must be an expert then. Or, you know, how do I, as just a regular person, jump into something like this? And you mentioned something about by the time you're done, you're an expert. Right. But I, yeah, I learned the hard way on some things. But it's, as long as you enjoy the process, Mm -hmm. failure is not a big deal. Because it's a piece of wood that you can make again. Yeah. So I probably have parts for three boats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's good, though. If something breaks, you have some parts laying around. So, um, but it's that whole, you know, I'm not a perfectionist in any shape or form, but when you just you know work with his designs, Ian Autred's designs, you want to do him justice. Yeah, right. yeah. It it starts to reveal itself to you as you're building it, and it becomes more and more beautiful, and you just can't help. Well, I think that happens in so many different projects, home projects, anything mm-hmm. we jump into like that. You know, you just start to see what could be. Right. And a lot of the times, the the rush forward just to get it done becomes replaced by. Wow, I've let's done do better than right. I thought. Let's, yeah. Yeah, let's see what we right. can do. Right. My deadline was always, oh, it'll be done in six weeks. That <laughs> was a continuous <laughs> six weeks. I know so, you chronicled the whole process online, right? Yeah. I've got a Google Photos uh, album of it for, in cool. reverse chronicle, chronological order. So, And we'll link to that. Are you cool with yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. So if our listeners want to check out what you're talking about, we can link to that. Now, when you got things together, I mean, some some of the big concerns, and, and it always happens. You know, mm-hmm. paint is something you don't think about, or the coating, or whatever. You know, you don't think about the importance of it. Right, but, but it's going to be literally preserving this thing right. once you're done. All this time and effort goes into it, and now you need to protect it and coat it. And you ended up using two different Repcolite products that I'm aware of. I know you used our topside marine enamel, right. which is just a rebranding of our glow enamel. It's a urethane fortified, it's an oil-based paint, high gloss, super durable. Right. You use that for what parts of the boat? Uh, topsides and the hull. Um, and so what you're dragging across the barnacles. Right. How do you hold up with that? Uh, it's been a few years now. I've, I think I've had this boat for five years, and it looks terrific underneath wow. that boat. Wow, very cool. Um, I was surprised at how well that paint held up. That's hard stuff. It is. It can be used on a number of surfaces. I mean, it, it's something that homeowners can use, DIYers can use. It's used in shops, on equipment. Really, really high-end. It's a single component, so there's no extra mixing to it. It's just shake it up, apply it like paint. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. You also used our spar varnish, Brightworks spar varnish. Right. I and love that. you've got stories stuff. about that. Oh, yeah. I've, uh, that stuff is great. I, and everybody I've given a little sample to seems to love it. I think I'm now to the point after five years that I start to think about putting another coat mm-hmm. on. Um, but it still looks great. And so I have pushed it off another season. <laughs> well, it's like the ultimate test, I feel like, for a coating. Like, let's put it on a boat. That seems like... It's really going to push the limits. And yeah, to hear that it's held up so well is right. really interesting. All my spars, all the bright work, all have that varnish on it. And it, 
it's held up super well. No, that, that's a product that's used all over the place. That's actually one of the, you know, we've got a number of products that get shipped all over the country. Mm-hmm. Though the, the two that we talked about here are definitely shipped all over the place for people restoring classic boats right. and stuff like that. We've got a large following that goes back years and years and years. You know, every summer we're getting spring, we're getting emails from New York and all over the place looking for those products so they can get another coat on their boats. Right. Boats. Boats. <laughs> I don't even have to know how those turn to know that those are boats. So in the last little bit that we've got, some of the best things that you've experienced with the boat. Well, I tend to just, um, on a three o'clock in the afternoon, on a beautiful day, I'll just haul the boat down to the water and go for a sail for a couple hours. And I happen to live right across from downtown Seattle, so the views that I sail through are just incredible. And it's just, that boat is um, a very seaworthy boat and so i've gotten into some scary situations and it's done extremely well like what scary like what very high winds you know 45 plus mile an hour winds and since it's a double masted and it's got a mizzen mast if uh, which is the small sail on the back of the boat you can just cinch that in drop the main sail and it will just point to weather and (laughs) hold you right there so it calms everything down so if you, I like can't even imagine. Mm-mm. It's yeah. so. No, I'm gonna stick to bookcases <laughs> yeah. and little things for my shoes. I don't think I'm a strong enough things. swimmer. <laughs> I sink fast. Yeah, but I don't think that's helpful. Right. Well, the, no, part of the awesome. part of the uh, de- fun of this boat was um, the designer sort of left a lot of things up to you to change. So he. His his design for the hull is beautiful. His design for the sails beautiful. But he kind of leaves the interior up to you. He has several mm-hmm. choices that you can make, or you can do your own thing. And so I did a combination of partly his ideas and some of my own. So, so it's cool. got yeah. you know full flotation in the in the benches and so forth. Uh, I mean, that's something that could be around for generations and generations. It's very cool to think that something you built will have that longevity. Right. right. It's, it's amazing. <clears throat> He'll hand that on to his. You know, the people that come after, and I've got a couple of really nice shoe racks that yeah, are right. on to my grandkids. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, we've got, we're going to put links in the show notes so that people can check out the pictures sure. and see how that, all that looks. And James, yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks oh. for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, all right, we're going to take a break. And while we're gone, we definitely recommend that you head to repcolite.com, check out the show notes, and look at the pictures of James' project. Definitely. It's It's so impressive. Really, really impressive. Check that out. But by all means, whatever you do, stay by the radio, because when we come back, we're going to be talking with Amanda Lehman from Stockton Mortgage about renovation loans. That's all just ahead. Stick around. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. And Haley, we're making good on a promise from the last couple weeks or so. Yeah, we've been wanting to talk to Amanda Lehman from Stockton Mortgage about the ins and outs of home renovation loans. And we've managed to finally get her on the phone with us today. Amanda, thanks for being here with us. Well, thanks, Haley and Dan, for having me again. Yeah, you've been on before, but just to refresh everyone's memory, tell us a little bit about Stockton Mortgage. What do you guys do? Absolutely. So we help people 
create their own space in this world, right? Yeah. We give people a, a piece of the earth that is theirs at the end of the day. They can go into and uh, make it whatever they want. Awesome. And where are you guys located? We are located in East Grand Rapids on 951 Wealthy Street. Actually, we recently moved there and we're pretty excited. Yeah, it's a good location. I like it. Well, I've had a really good experience working with you over the past few weeks, you know, getting my loan approved through you guys and buying this house. It's been so much more educational than I imagined it would be at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Good. And I did my own research, you know, before I even started the process. So I kind of thought, well, I've got a good amount of information already at my disposal. But then talking with you the first time because I was... Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I I still, I I need to go and get my little plug in. All right. Yeah. Why did you even talk to Amanda in the first place? Because of you, Dan. Because of the Uh, Repcolite Home Improvement (laughs) Show. Because of your past. (laughs) Yeah. Because of the interview that we did, Amanda. Haley's talking about her situation and the bells are going off in my head. And I said, just listen to this for a second. So I played that old interview and she walks away, you know, 10 minutes later, you know, there was another part. I thought, Haley, where are you going? And <laughs> she was already on the phone calling you guys. Yeah. So, oh, goodness. That's great. Anyway, I yeah. So it. that made you look into it. Right. Well, I was looking at a house at the time that was a fixer upper, and I didn't end up getting this house. But for that particular situation, I was interested in home renovation loans. And it turned out that the loan officer I was working with previously didn't really have a background in those at all. So they just said it's not possible. Um, And I knew that couldn't be the right answer. So I started talking to you and you gave me a lot of information about them. So why don't we just tell our audience, what is a home renovation loan? Let's walk through that again. Okay. Well, Haley, you know, you hit the nail on the head. People don't know what they don't know, right? right? And this program certainly is not talked about enough and it's not exposed enough. Because if it were, I believe more people would be using it and leveraging it because it allows you to create the space that you want within your home. Mm -hmm. And how it works is when you're approved with a bank, you are approved for X amount of dollars and you go out shopping. Well, we know that in this market with the low inventory, there aren't many options and you are making the largest financial investment of your entire life. This is one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make. And now perhaps you have something in mind of what is most meaningful to you, right? But you can't find it Mm -hmm. because of the market and the bidding wars and everything that's happening. Yeah, the stock is so low. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so when we take a step back and talk about what is renovation financing, it is the ability to go in and choose a home that has the brick and mortar, perhaps just the location that you want, Mm -hmm. the big, beautiful tree in the backyard, the school district, without picking it apart because maybe it doesn't have enough bedrooms. Maybe it doesn't have a finished basement. Perhaps it's outdated. Maybe it's a foreclosure and it's it just is in poor condition, yeah, right? Right. So this particular loan allows you to be able to finance all of the repairs into the loan itself, and you stay with the same low down payment option that you chose in the beginning, whether it's putting 3.5% down or 5%. So track with me here. Basically, what you would do then is if you were looking at a $300,000 loan, if you were approved up to three hundred, Right. Then you'd go shopping 
essentially for something underneath that because you want to have your renovation budget, budget. right? So perhaps you find a $200,000 house and you walk in and you're like, man, I would buy this house, but yeah. you know, I, I just don't like the, the way that it's, it's uh, configured. I don't like the, the kitchen's outdated. It's old or mm-hmm. wait, it needs new windows. I'm really concerned. I don't have the cash to put into it. Right. Right. Especially in this market where you you're putting all of your money into buying the house with, you know, right. things like appraisal gaps and, <sighs> you know, the down payment by itself. But I think in this specific situation, it makes so much sense to build that loan for the home renovation into your mortgage. I It's perfect. And it opened up so many possibilities when I was looking that I wouldn't have been able to consider before because I just thought, well, in this market, I can't afford to buy a fixer-upper. We're spending all of the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is very unique to this specific market right now because, yes, with appraisal gaps um, and the high prices and everybody's spending and having to use their savings mm-hmm. to apply just to get the house there's no money left over to repair it. Yeah. So it's creating a tremendous amount of stress, right? Exactly. And what we lose in this situation is our autonomy. We mm-hmm. lose the uh, the ability to make our own decisions. Now, with this renovation loan, we are empowering you. We are giving you choices, which is so good. So you're able to go in make those renovations that you want, have it financed in, and none of the work has to be done before close. You close it, and the builder does it after close. And that's pretty much the the simple formula for it. So how do you work that out with the builder? You know, all of that part of the process, right? You've got to find the builder when in the process. Well, I think that first what we like to do when we're sitting down and meeting with someone is find out what makes them tick, right? And when we discover they have the appetite for renovation financing, mm-hmm. at that point we lead into, well, do you have a builder? So either they have a builder or perhaps there's one that we've used in the past and you're welcome to use anyone that you want. So when they identify a builder, they would go out, find their property. Once they have an accepted offer, they would then get their bid from the builder on and I, you know, get an idea of what it's going to cost them to do it. And then sure. we work very closely with the builder. Um, and it, it kind of turns into a little bit of a construction loan after close, right? It's a one-time close. You're, you're securing a low interest rate, one set of fees, only one time. And then we work with the builder afterwards to handle the draw process and make sure that everything is, uh, all the boxes are being checked. Well, and I like that too, because we have the idea that there's maybe more paperwork that we think the builder has to do, but it's actually really good to get these very specific quotes for you guys because it helps us know where exactly our money's going. Yes, Haley, absolutely. You know at all times where you stand. Now, builders love it. Okay. Let me tell you why builders love it because they know they're getting paid. Their money is sitting right there, (laughs) number one. Um, Sellers Sellers love it. Actually, sellers love this loan because they know that you're not going to pick their house apart. You walk in (laughs) telling them, I'm going to get a renovation loan. They already know you're going to tear it apart and do what you want with it. And so that is also, um, it's, they like it as well. Right. And when we have the bid, it is structured in a way that Everything is broken down into the labor and materials and the total with a clear and concise plan. So when you review it and you sign it, if there is something that 
maybe you misunderstood or the builder misunderstood, we are going to nip that one in the bud right away and correct it uh, so that everyone is on the same page. So I think the communication process is the best with, with going this route. And you've even done renovations yourself, you said when we were talking too. So I think it's nice to know that you're also working with someone that has experience working with builders in that way. Absolutely. You are 100% correct. And uh, I do. And I understand that, you know, people have different perspectives, right? What The way I see the world is the way I see it, the way Haley sees it, the way that Dan sees it, the way the builder sees it. Mm-hmm. And um, we may all think we're on the same page, right? Uh, once we lay out that piece of paper, though, and we make sure that we have a, uh, a map, it's basically a map for us. We want to know that, hey, if I handed this over, you know, if I need to get some uh, some cupboards and right. I hand you a piece of paper that if it just says cupboards, 20,000, you have no clue how many to get, right? right. What kind of cupboards? So with this process, with the last little bit that we've got, uh, I guess I'm just curious, let's say people listening are in the, the situation right now. They've got a conventional mortgage, or at least they got approval for that. Yep. And they're mm-hmm. looking around. You know, they got the pre-approval, they're looking for houses. And now what you're saying is really, really intriguing. How quickly can you get them pre-approval along the lines of like potentially a renovation loan? How do they go about getting that information and taking the next step? That's a great question. Uh, because that's what people are wondering, like, what, what am I going to do? How do I change mm-hmm. this? Right? So there are conventional renovation loans available and FHA. So if you are an FHA buyer and, and I listen up on this, this is huge right now. You have an opportunity in this market to actually write on a conventional house. Why is that and how is that possible? How is it that we're able to open that inventory up to you? Because we don't care about the current condition of the property. Right. Now, homes are listed conventional because they typically do not meet the minimum HUD requirements for an FHA. Mm-hmm. So when you have an FHA buyer, they are restricted to looking at only these FHA homes. So it opens a whole new door for them. Um, Again, because we don't care about the condition, the current condition of the property. We're buying it as is, which is beautiful. It's really, uh, that's the best part. Now, all they would do is when we connect, when I would connect with them, I would update their approval letter. Okay. With a new conventional or FHA, depending on which loan type they were approved for, I would update that and I would tell them what their max dollar amount is. And then we'd go through the process like I did with you, Haley. Yeah. And and then they just go out and go shopping. Um, and ideally, when whatever the number is, that, that highest number that we approve you for, obviously, you need to keep in mind that part of that number will be your budget for renovation, whatever you decide that is. So just making sure that we're looking at houses not in the very top of your price range, you wanna back that down a bit. And here's the best part. Houses that have been sitting on the market longer are sitting on the market for two reasons. One, they're overpriced, or two, they need work, right? So those are the houses that we can go after Right. Because we're going to be able to negotiate the renovation into them. Well, definitely opened up what I was able to look at. That's all the time we've got today. But if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? 
It would be um, through my cell phone. And actually, you know what? I'm not sh- what we'll do with your website is I'll give you a link to my website as well. So you're able to possibly put that on. But as far as the sure. radio goes, my cell is 616-835-2693. Or my website is amandalayman.com. And I do want to throw one more thing in. If you're a homeowner and you're like, man, this would have been so cool. I wish I'd have known that. It's not too late. You can refinance into this mortgage with a renovation. So if you have a current mortgage and you want to renovate your home today, but you know that you need more money for the renovation than what your current value is worth or what your current bank is willing to give you, we will exercise the same principles with a refinance where we literally say, go get a bid. Bring it in. Tell me what you want to do because we're going to give you money based on future value. Future value means that we're going to find out what it appraises for based on what you want to do with the property. And we're going to give you the money for that. We're going to help you create that. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here, Amanda. It's always a pleasure to have you on. We definitely want to have more conversations in the future. Awesome. I look forward to it. Well, Haley, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about a solo stove. Yeah, it's kind of like a smokeless fire pit. Right. It's, we'll explain it. It's very cool. It's fall. You know, at least we're we're all looking towards fall, and that's kind of a fall thing, right? Definitely. So we're going to tell you about that and why you probably want one, and better than all of that. How you can win one. How you can win one. Now, I don't want to leave anybody thinking the wrong thing. It's a contest that will run in all of our stores through the month of September. Yes, this is a long-term contest. But it's worth it, because the Solo Stove is super cool. We'll tell you all about the contest, all about the Solo Stove, and how you can win. That's all coming up just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, Haley, fall is coming, and one of the standards of fall mm-hmm. are the campfire things, right? Uh, yeah. My kids. I go, love a fire. See, I, you know, I kind of do. I do, in theory. Mm. Oh, man, this is a groaner. I, I like campfires, in theory. But okay. the smell of the smoke in the clothes. So I the don't kids mind wanna, it, but oh, sometimes it's intense. I oh, get that. it drives me nuts. So then everybody's, everything's got to be washed. Yeah. It can't stay anywhere. Right. It's got to go straight into I the guess washing with machine. kids, five kids, that's a lot. Well, and, and I'm obnoxiously, you know, nitpicky about stuff sure. like that. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't see the difference between watching a campfire on a TV and Stop cooking a it. s'more in a microwave, right? Stop. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's I know. like... I know, it's blasphemy. Uh, yeah. It's blasphemy. I do like the campfire thing. But the smoke does drive me nuts because I'm a smoke magnet on top of it mm-hmm. all. Where it's like blowing in your eyes no the entire time. No matter where I go, <laughs> I can move around and it follows me. So it's yeah, always Yeah, that's definitely the most me. annoying part. Yeah. And so that's what we want to talk about right now. We mentioned at the start of the show that we're going to highlight a contest mm-hmm. that we're launching today. Yes. You can go to the stores, any Repcolite or Port City Paint store, and they will tell you about the contest and how you can get entered we'll have a winner drawn on october 4 yep but the so contest, a month from today yeah a month from today and we'll tell you all that you'll need to do at the end of this segment but we want to tell you what you're going to win and what we're raffling off or giving away to mm-hmm. one lucky winner random drawing is a solo stove and its big claim to fame is that it's a portable smokeless fire pit yeah it has this interesting technology that has to do with its 360-degree airflow design, 
really interesting. I'm not the best at explaining it. So oh, I'm so you're gonna, gonna throw that to me? I'm gonna let you explain it. All right, and then I'll celebrate it afterwards. Okay, good deal. So picture <laughs> this: it's basically just under about 20 inches in diameter. The one that we're giving away. It's called the which one is it? The bonfire, solo yes. stove bonfire. You can go online and check it out. It's about 14 inches high. It's made of stainless steel, and it's a double-walled fire pit. All right, that's the big key here. And that gets to what Haley's talking about with that 360 degree airflow design. See, to create the super efficient burn that these solo stoves have, there's a ring of holes on the bottom of the solo stove that draw air in. And that air goes in and it will feed the logs that you've got in there. But it also goes up that doubled wall area, that hollow in between the two walls. And it's superheated at that point. Now, there's another ring of holes along the very top of the solo stove right. where that heated air comes out. And when it touches or makes contact with the smoke that's starting to leave the fire pit, that superheated air reignites that smoke. So you get this really cool like visual Like secondary effect. flame almost. Yes, secondary flame coming out of all these little holes, but it eats up all that smoke. So, yes, you you can if you do things wrong. If you stack wood too high. If it's wet. If you use wet wood, you can get smoke out of this. But for the most part, it dramatically reduces it. It is a super cool thing. Well, and it's more efficient, too. You actually save on wood. You save on... It burns it completely. When, When the people who use them, when they're done, it will burn everything to ash. Right. Very simple to start because of that extra airflow that's automatically built in. Easy to keep going. Easy to feed. All of that. It's a really cool thing. I've seen people who use them, really like them for camping. You know, one, yeah. of the, one of the people we were watching reviews of says he loves how he can go out and he's leaving no trace behind. You know, he doesn't have to build a campfire site and then clean it all up when he goes. He just sets this up and loads it back up in the car when he's done and takes it. He also mentioned how some of the campfire spots that he gets to are full of all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they've burn. got like wrappers and oh, stuff yeah. in there and it's gross. So this is a way cleaner way to go. You can burn this in your backyard. We're giving away the solo stove. And a little cover. It's really cool. It's not inexpensive. It's not something that you want to rush out and buy on uh, your own. Yeah. Unless you like to roll <laughs> That's in what's money. That's holding me back. <laughs> yeah. So we're giving one away. Now, how does that part go? You celebrate the yes. stove and the giveaway. Well, I really want one of these. Yeah. And so I'm going to be vicariously living through whoever wins the solo stove like in their from this contest. With them? <laughs> Vicariously. Yes. Okay. Okay. If they want to invite me over, that's up to them. I won't make them. (laughs) You're pretty decent to hang around with. So. But the contest. This is an Instagram contest. The first part of it is just following the Repcolite page. We've got all kinds of content on there that's really helpful throughout the month. And if you follow it already, you've already got step one out of the way. You're already done. The next part is posting a photo either of your project or while you're in the store with us. And then the last part is hashtagging your specific Repcolite store. To find that hashtag, head into any Repcolite or Port City paint store. We have a little, you know, roadmap for you. So this contest is super straightforward and easy. And you'll find out if you've won by October 4th. Right. It sounds complicated, perhaps, but it's very straightforward. You can follow it easily. Ask at the counter in any Repcolator Port City Paint Store. They'll give you a flyer that'll tell you everything you need to know. All right, Haley, that's it. That's all the time we've got. We're going to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The RepcoLite and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening. Thank you.